This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive podcast recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive podcast. Well, welcome back. It's been a, a few months. It's been a little while. It's been a few months since we did the podcast. Um, and the, the reason why is just uh, just chaos and all that kind of stuff. We've COVID. We've been, we've been scrambling. Yeah, COVID and all that, all that and fun COVID. stuff. And COVID. And then there's also COVID. COVID. Yeah, so COVID. <laughs> it's nuts. You know, it's 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 been a, a whirlwind of a of a few months. I, I I think we looked back and we said, how long how long has it been since we did a po- did a podcast? Yeah, I know. We're trying to find out what the last episode yeah. was. We're like. We had to go on YouTube and be like, where is this? Which, by the way, in case you're wondering, I, we, we are doing this on YouTube, so there's video involved, but we also will be putting this up on our old feed as well, where it's just on the audio. podcast feed. Yeah. Cool. So if you want to watch it, you can be on, on YouTube. If you want to just do the audio, you can be on our old feed. But there's going to be some episodes missing between the last episode on our audio feed, like on iTunes or whatever, and this one. And those are all on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, they kind of went kind of with video because of zoom and all that kind of stuff yeah we, we were doing on remote and zoom and it was just easier to do it that way now we're going to try to do both so uh, a little experimentation here and john i feel like we need to do something exciting for the video what is, what just you mean? Like it is do exciting. flips and stuff and you know just uh, maybe well for those listening <laughs> um johnny just did a backflip I did, and that's why I'm not moving much because I think I broke my neck. So, yeah. <laughs> but we're glad we're glad to be back. We're glad to be here. Uh, we're glad that you're here and uh, yeah, uh, watching watching whatever or listening and and whatnot. And we are in a new series, John. We are. We're in a new series, contender series. Contender, yeah, big yeah. contender. There used to be a show I like to watch. It was called I think it was a boxing show or a. I think it was a boxing show called The Contender. Oh, really? Yeah. There's actually a UFC show, right? Like it right might have now. Been, okay, this is a while ago. The Contender series or something like that. That. I don't know. They go and try to find like new guys, new talent, that kind of stuff. Well, you said something cool in the series. So you know, talking about being a contender, I guess is I guess is how many weeks are we doing on this one? This is just four weeks. So this is week one, and there will be four weeks of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then we're gonna head into Christmas. Gotcha. Okay. Because we don't be we don't be fighting at Christmas time. Contending at Christmas time. I don't know. Maybe for that. There, there's some violent stuff around Christmas. There's some some great toys to be had. So uh, sometimes you might have some great to, what? Some toys. Toys? Yeah, Christmas time. Buying toys. Oh, toy. I, well, I was actually thinking of like the real Christmas, you know, like Harry'd kill all the kids and all. No, like, no. I'm, I'm thinking that little oh, old lady that grabs the last Cabbage <laughs> Patch doll and I throw an elbow. He's like, he's like Black Friday. He's going to like. I might have to take somebody out. Oh, my God. If there's only one, John, if there's only one thing left and it's like five times the price on eBay. Or Amazon, I'm gonna take her out. Oh my gosh! I'll take her out. Can Show you me. see? I think Johnny Johnny lose in a fight with an old lady. She, I so probably I'm would. Yeah, say. yeah. No, I definitely <laughs> would. Yeah, she would. You know, we have a couple uh, ladies around here that threaten me all the time. I so, know, and yeah. you, you run too. Yeah, I do You're run. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't mess around with the ladies. Yeah, they're tough. But yeah, so we are in the series contender, and uh, you you said something that was interesting, and I don't think it it you have made it. It's like a point that you made, but I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to bring it up. You said something about how contenders go after the champion. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're considered a contender, like in a, you know, like the UFC or something, mm-hmm. UFC is big right now. Whether it was boxing or the UFC, it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, if you're a contender, that means you are of the um, talent talent level, and you've got the record, and you've got the skill to challenge the champ. Okay. So you're not the champion, but you're the one who's challenging for the champion. Yeah. Now, is that it was just a cool insight that I picked up. It probably had nothing to do with your sermon, but did it have something to do with your sermon? Are we contenders um, in the spiritual 
battle. I mean, not in that quite that same sense. I don't think. So, I don't think. But there is a sense in which, you know, there's a there's a fight kind of intensity involved that Jude seems to be talking about. Um, and that ter- and that term, not just in today's world, but also in um, at that time, would have been used in a similar way, right? As a contender, as a fighter, as someone who would challenge, you know, the champion of whatever it was, whether it's a sport or whatever. I mean, you talk about it in football and stuff too, right? Like, you talk about team whether they're a contender for the Super Bowl or not, right? The, they're good enough. They're good enough that they might actually challenge the for champion. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And so, so same same kind of concept is used in in a lot of sports or. So, John, are you saying that I'm good enough? To what? To contend. To contend. No, I don't think that's uh, quite what Jude means. Yeah, yeah. But you're, uh, yeah. are you saying that I'm a contender, though, John? Am I a contender? Am I good you enough? Got, you are a contender for one of the most beautiful bald heads that there, anyone's okay. ever had. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You got you to take the whatever whatever comes your way. Just grab it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm at that age now in life where I do that. Yeah, we'll just we'll just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of things when you're talking about in Jude. So we're in Jude, which is awesome because if you are um, a newer believer or whatnot, you could just say, "Hey, uh, I read a book of the Bible today." Yeah, right. Because it's really short. Just yeah. one chapter. I I always do that. You know, like you just go read. You just go read Jude over I just and over read again. Jude, and I say, "Hey, I read an entire book. I of read Bible. an entire book today, and I'll do that with finally even a lot so too." Holy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the reality is, so the, it is a, a short book. There's yeah. no chapter breaks. There's no nope. verse. Uh, nope. There are verses, verses but yeah. no chapter breaks. Right. But I was going to ask you, John. So when we look at our Bible, we see a lot of chapters and verses and whatnot. Um, are those, were those always there? Uh, yeah. Were they added? No, that came along later. I mean, it is interesting. You, you As you read Jude, he makes a ton of references um, in that short book to other parts of the Bible and even other writings outside the Bible and that kind of stuff. And so... So, you know, so he's referencing stories. He doesn't go back to verses and chapters. That came along much later. So when you see that in your Bible, that's put there. That's not part of the original. Now, do you think that's a good idea, or do you think— um, Yeah, it sure makes navigating the Bible easier, okay. right? You can go go to this chapter or that verse or whatever. I think, I think that's fine. It can get in the way at times, too, though, when people um, maybe— uh, you know, there's a chapter break and it's in, the in an awkward over. spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, or a verse break in an awkward spot that doesn't really fit how the text flows. And so that can be, that can be a challenge, but yeah, I think, you know, whenever I read the Bible too, um, I'm always like, well, that's the end of the chapter. So obviously stop, the yeah. point's done. Right. And so I'm going to go on to the new chapter. That's yeah. like a brand new thought or whatever. Right. And re- right. a lot of times you'll see it was the thought is continuing and and you kind of missed out on it yeah, because exactly they threw a new right. chapter exactly break in there. Right. But I think, like you said, I think it's a good thing you have the you never you would never be able to navigate. You know, go to Isaiah. Well, uh, yeah, the I know fifth where. time he mentions whatever is like, where's that? I don't know where that is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see why that's important. Were you gonna say something? I felt like I was. Well, I was just gonna say you'd, you'd have to. You know, at, early on they didn't. Not everybody had their own Bible, right? So it would be read, and then it would be expounded upon, and then they people just knew the stories too. Like you reference a story. That's what Jude does in, in Judy. He'll reference a story and just expect you to know the story. And so a lot of, especially new Christians, that would be, that would be a challenge for mm. where we can go and say, Hey, oh, that's in chapter Exodus chapter 22. And they can just go read it, you know, cause they can just go to Exodus 22. It's a little easier than thing. Hey, go find this story in Exodus somewhere. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think two thirds or three fourths of the way through or seven eighths of the way through or whatever it might be. In some ways, it seems good to have. Um, it seems good to have the chapters in our own Bible in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I think it's a, it's a 
not, not it can be bad because I think we just yeah. we know it's there. It's always going to be there. Yeah. It's accessible whenever it's on we want. Our phones. Yeah, yeah, it's on our phones. It's you know, it's with us 24/7. Yes. Yeah. You know, we'll check Instagram. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll check open that app. We a will lot, open it a lot more often than we do the scriptures. Our Bible. Yeah. yeah. You you also mentioned the book of Enoch. Yeah. Why isn't that in the Bible? Well, we don't really even know who wrote it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of books that are not in the Bible, and a lot of people get confused by this because what happens is every Every now and then somebody will come along and go, oh, what about these lost books of the Bible? As if nobody's ever known about them or found them or whatever. And it's just not the case. We, uh, biblical scholars know about them. You know, they're, 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 they're texts that are not written um, necessarily by, uh, especially in the New Testament, you know, by one of the apostles or somebody who's connected to them or, or that kind of thing, or that had access to Jesus and, and those kinds of things. And so, and so, so there, we don't know who the authors are. We don't, there's a lot of things we don't know. And then, um, and they're not considered, um, like with Enoch in the Old Testament, you know, they're just not, they were never considered part of the Jewish canon. And for some of those reasons, right? We, we, they don't have enough information, but they can be valuable in the sense that they give us some history or some understanding about how Jews thought about things um, that are in the Bible and things like that. So th they can be valuable, but they're not, Scripture, but it's not like somebody went along and sat down and just excluded them. Like with the Old Testament, they were never considered part of Scripture. They were never even in the running, right? Um, because you know, in the Old Testament, we have the prophets and the minor prophets. We know who wrote those, and 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 you know when they were written for the most part and that kind of thing. And so and so we have a lot of that information. Whereas Enoch gives insight into places like Genesis chapter six and things like that, and. And we'll address these things, but we don't. It's apocalyptic, and it's and so it, it fills in a lot of spaces about how Jews thought about things, but it's not necessarily something that we could, we should hold as inherent or infallible. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, you just said something that maybe is new to me. So I was thinking, you know, the canonization of scripture, mm -hmm. the council, whatever. The, I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I get confused with all, all that the council. Yeah, there's, all the council. There was a few of them. Yeah, and so. That was obviously the New Testament. Yeah. But not the Old Testament. That's right. Old Testament was done before. Yeah. Okay. But there was no council that did it. That yeah, it was just it. more, it was just accepted. This is the, uh, this it, is the scripture, the Old Testament. Yeah. And it was, and, and it was, it was in a sense, it was more tradition. Mm -hmm. And this is, these are the books that were included. Of course, we look at the first five books. They're all written, you know, by Moses and, um, and that kind of thing. And so we, so we have, and that was always accepted by the Jews as part of the canon, and then we have the prophets and things like that. And so those things were, were kind of accepted, but they were also confirmed by Jesus. Jesus made reference to the, all the different um, sections of the Old Testament, if you want to think about it that way, and confirmed the validity of their teaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, John, thanks for uh, giving us a little historical lesson <laughs> there. I know, because, you know, you mentioned Enoch, and, and uh, I always want to make sure. Yeah, well, and, and well. I'm going to mention uh, not just, it's not just Enoch, there's others. Um, and Enoch will come up again, not this week, but the next week. Um, um, Jude talks about it, and it makes reference again to Enoch. But even this week, he makes reference to some other writings as well. And so, so there's other writings, and, and Jude's making reference to them. And, and it shouldn't really bother us. It shouldn't be, you know, Paul makes reference in Acts 17 to, um, to secular poets um, and things like that. And so, so that's not, it shouldn't, it shouldn't bother us at all, really. Um, that it would it would have been common knowledge at the time, and so so Jude is using um, people's understanding and knowledge of that writing to make points about um, scripture and about and, and about the, the the heretics, if you will, the 
the teachers that he's addressing. In okay. Jude. So it makes sense. So yeah, you, you know, you mentioned that, that Moses or I'm trying to do the, the most horrible transition ever, uh, references well, now it's horrible. Paul references at, uh, and then you know the election just happened see see my uh, the election just happened yeah wow. yeah so it, it is actually November 5th today it is 2020 yeah. 2020 um, we are just getting out of the uh, throes of the election yeah and uh, we I think we still don't know last I checked we don't we don't official know. whatever and sure. so anyways the world is crazy the world the world is crazy and there's a lot of uh, of unrest there's a lot of uh anxiety there's a lot of yeah fear and and uh division yeah so my question to you is this uh is peace something that we can strive for is it actually obtainable and i know you just talked about you talked about peace in your sermon and um yeah i mean sure to some degree okay um as a matter of fact, you know, you go back to to, to Jesus and his and his teaching, um, and all of it discourse, and 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 he talks about how you know they're talking about end times, Matthew twenty four, right? Uh, and and he's he says, yeah, there will be rumors and wars of all this stuff, and 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 then he actually kind of says, and then there will be peace, and that's when the end will come. <laughs> and so so I think peace is something we should strive for and want. Scripture commands us to be at peace as far as we are able. Uh, things like that. Peace is always preferable to violence. Uh, and, and, and scripture tells, teaches that and commands that. But at the end of the day, uh, the only real true lasting peace that's going to come is, is found in Jesus Christ, new heavens and new earth, right? Um, and when he sets up his kingdom. And when he reigns and there are no other kings, uh, how should I, should, fallen kings, there might be rulers of sorts, like appointed officer things, but he is the king of kings and he is ruling, the, ruling all. Then there will be peace. That's it. And so, and so we can, we can have moments of peace. We can have times of peace and we should seek that whenever possible. Um, but recognizing that this side of eternity, it's temporary. Mm. You know, you, you talked about something, uh, that was really cool. And, and I think you, you made the connection to our newest, uh, uh, Supreme court, uh, justice, justice. Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny because, you know, when she was talking about you know, not bring her beliefs into something yeah. and just interpreting how yeah. the text went. You know, I was like, wait a minute, that's not what I want. I want someone who's going to, you know, bring their yeah. beliefs into, you know, and it's like, it was uh, jokingly, I was kind of like, well, that's not what I even want. I want. You know, she's actually too uh, good and she's too right <laughs> and she's too uh, non unbiased, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, but that's really a good thing, you know? Well, I, I would actually think of it a little bit different. I, and I would disagree with how Amy Coney Barrett characterized it, although she may have done so in part because of the political context in which she was speaking. And it might be too hard to explain to people this, but I think she should bring her faith into it. Not in the sense of my faith says abortion's wrong, therefore I'm always going to rule um, that, you know, on the side of, of life in every circumstance. Not in that sense, but I, I think that we see in Scripture um, the, the, the role of, of judges and of law and of rule and and I think it would be completely appropriate, although I think it would be hard to hard to do based on the constitution and stuff. But I think it would be completely appropriate for her to say, no, my faith. What my faith tells me, what Scripture teaches, is that my role in the government is judge, and therefore um, I I uh, look at the law and and apply it. That's what I do. So if the law needs to be changed, since we don't live in a theocracy, it's not it's not God's law. It's it's that's true. American law. That's got to be done in Congress. And and so I think that that's very valid. That's what the role of 
on, in our system of government is. And you look at places like Romans 13, and there is a specific role. And she, her role is judge. Her role isn't um, to make laws. And, to understand, and I think her faith would, I think the Christian faith would tell her to be faithful to that. But I think it'd be completely appropriate for her to go, well, here's what the law says. Maybe Congress ought to change this. Yeah. But I'm going to apply the law. Gotcha. So, yeah. I think that's completely appropriate. Well, you made the connection uh, between that and um, just sometimes how we approach Scripture. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the, the term eisegesis. Eisegesis. And I uh, looked up, I, had a, I got a spell check on that word. Yeah, yeah. You didn't spell it right? No. I, I figured, right? Because you started with an I. Didn't I did. You? I started yeah. with an I. It doesn't start with an I. It starts with an E. It starts with an E. And then it has an I that, and yep. another E, uh, S and then an E. So it, yeah. just, it was just like, you got to be kidding me. But, yeah. anyways, <laughs> the point of it, I, and I, I, Sometimes I do this, but I actually pretty I'm pretty good about going, you know, take your take your desires out of it, Johnny. Yeah. You don't you know, you don't get to just dictate what scriptures say. Yeah. And I really like that the idea of I, I believe it was I think it was Ezekiel that talked about the the truth sometimes is like a bitter root and you just gotta chew it up and swallow it. I could be wrong. Hmm. But the point is we may not like sometimes what the scripture says. Yeah. But you still have to chew on it. You still have to process it, you know, because yeah. it's it's not like you get to dictate what it That's says. Right. That's and right. I, and so what is I mean, I mean, I think we can probably answer it quickly. But why do we, you know, not put aside our beliefs or our desires, or our emotions, you know, and then just kind of read scripture, a passage or a, a verse at a time? And why do we why do we commit this heresy? Well, I think it's human nature to a large degree, and we all do it at times, and it, we ought to strive not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all do it. We all kind of have this idea, here's what I want to be right or how I think God should do things. And so we take our perspective, limited, finite, fallen as it is, and we try to read it into Scripture. I think uh, a great example of this, those who uh, claim to be Christian but also claim to also affirm LGBTQ plus issues like, you know, uh, homosexuality or transgenderism or those kinds of things. Um, what they will often do is they'll go into the text, a text like Romans one or something like that. And they will, they'll take their understanding of how they think God should be God's love. Therefore God wouldn't, wouldn't actually call this a sin because this is part of my identity. What they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, I, that's how I think God should be. And so they'll go, go to Romans one and they'll, and they'll twist it and manipulate it until it doesn't condemn what they don't want it to condemn. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's even intentional as much as um, I, I think they would say they're seeking truth. I really do. But I think they would not be finding truth because they would be taking their preference about what Scripture would say and, and, and in their mind, and they would be finding a way to justify that as opposed to allowing Scripture to speak to uh, something that is a sin in their life. And, and I know that's a challenging issue. And we've addressed that way back when um, it's been a long time, but on, on the podcast and I think we had Ryan on and talked to him about some stuff. Um, and so I think, so I think that, uh, you know, that, that takes a lot more nuance and, and, and to talk about those issues cause they are sensitive and they're important. But, um, um, but nonetheless, I think we, we don't, we, we want to view God in a certain way. And when God doesn't, line up or appear to line up to yeah, in some it appear ways. to line up it becomes it becomes a problem for us yeah i think you know when it comes to that issue I, I feel i feel like a lot of times you know we as humans you know even though we're fallen we still are loving people right for the most part right maybe not always on facebook or instagram but uh, we're still loving people and we want 
you know, we want we want it to be able to reconcile, you know, when the world is a certain way and to say, you know what, God, is, God, we want to speak for God and say, no, he's mm-hmm. still loving and and whatnot. And he is. I mean, obviously, he's much more loving than we are. I and mean, we're fallen creatures right. and we're right. broken lovers. You know, we're broken in a sense of of love and justice and all that kind of stuff. Right. And he's perfect and all that. And I always rest on the fact that if I care, then he cares infinitely more. Right. Right. But there's a reason. Yeah. And there's a reason, I, and I just have to, to either trust in that or, or but, but I think a lot of times too, we we interpret scripture based on the fear too, of there might be a pressure, you know, from a certain community, you know, that mm-hmm. says, hey, you yeah. you need to not teach this, yeah, and then you, you need to affirm whatever we believe, or yeah, something and then like you that. read the scripture and you go, well, it doesn't really say that, yeah, I can't, I can't. and yeah. and so it's just. You know, you still want to be loving about it. In that in that sense, Amy Coney Barrett's job to interpret the law and my job to interpret scripture are kind of the same. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you mentioned that, that the fight, the spiritual fight, the contending, the battle, yeah. it's, uh, it's moral and, and it's theological. Yeah. You know, and I agree with this, um, that we need to be, you know, kind and and, uh, and watch how we say what, yes. what, what we say and how we say it and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then obviously have a, a theological background and an understanding and and scripture to back what we, yeah. what we think. Um, is there ever a time to fight back though? Like verbally like physically or, or physically even maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Well, verbally for sure. I think that we, we, we fight in the area of ideas. I mean, that's why, that's why Romans 12 tells us that our, our mind needs to be conformed, right. Or transformed, uh, not conformed to this world, but transformed. Right. And so, and so the, the gospel transforms our mind and our heart and, and how we think and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's essential. So we, we do, we fight in the, in the, in the context of ideas. How do we communicate ideas? verbally right through text those kinds of things uh, we contend for the truth we we speak truth all of that kind of stuff so i think that's essential physically uh that becomes much more of a challenge i think that's that's um i mean we do see physical fights in the bible right especially the old testament um not so much in the new testament maybe in revelations we, we revelation we see some of that but um i think there could be but i think i think we need that that should be uh, uh you know that's you got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. We do, we don't. You know, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you where that is and, or and, when that is. Uh, I think that's that's much more challenging. Yeah, you know, we can talk about self defense and different things like that, but that's different. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, the battle for ideas, the battle for God's word, the battle for truth, the battle for the gospel. Yeah, uh, you talked about. You and know. I, it's hard to imagine where where that would warrant physical, any kind of physical fight. Gotcha. Well, battle, battling just in general. I mean, we look we look around, um, and I know this is seems to be a hot topic issue. And I and I want to see if you can explain why, because I don't, you know, I, I think I understand why. But when you, I know the term social justice gets mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. hot topic. It's a yeah. hot topic, yeah. Even in the church and whatnot, or maybe I'm misunderstanding uh, it. in the church as well. Yeah. But why? What is social justice? Why is it a hot topic? Put it to rest, John. Yeah, right. Uh, listen, I think Vody Bauckham is really good on this, and some of my black brothers and sisters don't like him very much. He's also black, by the way. But um, but he talks about this because racial justice falls within this category at times, and, and we go, yeah, we want racial justice 100%. We, but you know, I think Galatians talks a lot about, hey, there's neither man nor woman. There's you know, Gentile and Jew, right? And, and where we find real unity in racial justice, if you want to call it that, is at the foot of the cross. Yeah. That's where ultimately we find it because we are all created in God's image. We're all one in the body of Christ. We're all th- that kind of thing. And so, it's like so the I think, purest form of yes, equality. Absolutely. And we're all broken people. Exactly. Yeah. It's the purest form of equality is found at the foot of the cross. Yeah, huh? 
that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, I think I like that phrase actually. I might I might keep that. There you go. The purest, Remember that purest form of equality is found at the foot of the cross. Yeah, it's true. I think that's true. Um, but what social justice does is it, it combines so many of these things, and some of them are good, and some of them are not. And so, so racial justice will. Uh, or I mean, sorry, social justice will include all kinds of things related to environmentalism, to um, certainly racial justice, which we do, we want that. But again, we just talked about that a second ago and, and what that really should look like. Um, it'll, it'll include uh, issues related to the LGBTQ plus community. And, and that gets very complicated. Scripture has a lot of things to say about that, but it includes that in a particular way and, and, and in a way that scripture does not support. And so that's why as, as biblical Christians, we need, to, we need to go, wait a minute, when you say social justice, what do you mean by that? Define it. We have to define it okay. before we can affirm it. And, and, that's, and that's really, really important. So that's why I prefer to talk about like biblical words. Like we can, we can talk about justice for sure. That's a legal thing. We can talk about just laws and unjust laws, right? And, and we have fight for just laws and, and, and repudiate unjust laws. So we can talk about justice. But social justice, those two words together really aren't found in Scripture, right? There's no qualification. And that's where I start to struggle. And justice by its very nature is social because it includes communities and people and things like that right but but so i would rather talk about social justice you know talk about acts of kindness we can talk about particular issues whether it's immigration or whatever and 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 all of these different things but when we use the term social justice in the broader cultural context it means a whole bunch of things some of which we can affirm and some of which we cannot as biblical christians and that's where where i really struggle with that idea and we should never confuse what the Bible says about preaching the good news of, of the gospel and the repentance and, and forgiveness of sins and all of those things with feeding the poor or something like that. Um, because our, our faith in Christ might require us to feed the poor out of obedience to Jesus, but they are not the same thing. And our, and our primary mission is about eternal life, not um, temporal life. That get, doesn't mean we ignore this life. It just means yeah. that our primary mission's over here. This is secondary. The greatest need is the spiritual. The greatest need is the spiritual. Okay. And the physical is obviously important. You need to do both, but yes. And that's why we're, you know, as I mentioned on Sunday, that's why we're partnering with mission 98 and doing the, and doing the blessing bags. That's why we have people that, that uh, do prison ministry, although that's very gospel oriented. Um, that's why, that's why we have people doing whiz kids. That's why we have people doing all kinds of different things in our church to feed the poor, to minister to them, to, to seek justice in, in, in a variety of ways. Um, and we can talk about, you know, stewarding God's creation rather than environmentalism. That's not the same thing. Environmentalism has a doctrine and become, and can become an idol, but that's another, but we should still steward God's creation, but and the Bible commands that. So we got I want to use terminology that, that fits biblical worldview as opposed to terminology that carries all kinds of baggage from the culture, uh, into, um, into the conversation that I might not, not even see that baggage. And then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're having the same conversation, but we're using different dictionaries yeah. and that's a problem. You know, I think, sorry, I think, um, you know, and feel free to, to correct me. I'm, I'm kind of thinking a thought through right now. Yeah. Of course, on the internet, which is never a good idea. You know, oh my you never, gosh. You're like Googling stuff like, oh, you, nev- <laughs> you never want to th- come up with a thought. While on the fly, uh, right? While you're being recorded. Yeah. But I'm going to. This is just so, probably going to be heretical. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it seems like, you know, like if you look at uh, c- countries where karma is a big deal. Yeah. Like true karma. Uh-huh. So basically um, somebody is poor, somebody's crippled, somebody's, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. I know you going. do not 
help them. You don't them. mess with that. That's right. Because, because that's you, part of their karma. Yeah. If you help them, then karma is punishing them and karma is going to come after you because you're, you're not, they're being, they're, they're reaping what they sow in their mind. Even though it's not that way, they yeah. need help. They're not, they didn't do anything wrong uh, a lot of times. Yeah. So they're saying, do not help. That's right. And then the flip side is, you know, our social justice may be is you help everyone. Right. No matter what, which is good. I mean, there is times where we, we should desire to help everyone. Well, there's a difference between what actually helps and what, what makes us feel better. Yeah. And, and, and I think, yeah, some, yeah. And, and how are you and, and what is, yeah, exactly. What is true help? Yeah. And so I think we need to have discernment. I think the whole point of, of social justice is we need to have discernment on how we help. Yeah. Is it beneficial for the short term, for term fix, or is it going to yeah. be an eternal fix? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes too, honestly, sometimes we may be experiencing true consequences. Yep. That's you right. know, if you, if I'm going to overspend and get into credit card debt and then you just write me a check, you know, and clear right. it and I go back and I just go do it again. Debt, that's I, right. You know, it's like one of those things where I need to yeah. learn. So there needs to be just, I basically there just need to be a lot of discernment on how we help. Yeah. I, and, I agree. and what's okay. Is that, was, am I good? Yeah. Am I think I, you're good on it. No, that's exactly right. Not heretical. You're not heretical. Yes. You're not heretical. For now, today, <laughs> today, tomorrow is a whole nother day. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to say on that, John? Before I jump? no, I think that's good, and I think that's you know, there's a whole lot more to say about that, um, and it's challenging. Again, I think Vody Bakum does. He he has some videos on YouTube that talk about social justice, that talk about cultural Marxism, that um, and that are very very good. And there's others too. There's a podcast called Conversations That Matter that's pretty good and addresses some of these issues. Sometimes you can go through that. So there's some other resources I think are very good in that regard. I think there's um. It's actually a new book out. I haven't read the book, but I know the guy who did it. It's the it's the conversations that matter guy, and I think it's it's social justice went to church or or something like that. Which um, my you know my guess is that's probably pretty good. There's a book I'm reading right now called what was it? I don't know. It it, it contrasts biblical justice and social justice and and the differences, and 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 it's very well done as well. Yeah, there's I mean there's certain instances in the Bible where I'm like, oh, you should have helped them. Yeah, I'm like no. Um, you know, you right. don't eat, yeah, you don't you, work, you don't, you don't eat, work, you, you don't know, eat, yeah. stuff like that. You And then like, you know, don't associate. And it's like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. Right. But in reality, I mean, sometimes they got it. Sometimes it's right. Yeah, it's the right yeah. thing. Um, but there's always grace. There's always this grace. This is my best trans, my best uh, transition. Yeah. Always grace. But always we grace. trample grace, John. We do. We trample grace and we abuse it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I when it talks to, you know, it seems like a lot of times in life people do uh you know, how far can I go? Yeah. How far is too far before I cross the line and whatnot? Stick and, my big toe over the line. Exactly. Of sin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and our desire even to get close to the line is probably the part, not the, right. The, the right, the wrong part. Yeah. But uh, first John, this always gets me. First John one, five through seven uh, says this, this is the message that we heard from him and declare to you. God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, mm-hmm. we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, mm-hmm. we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Yeah. So my question to you, John, is, you know, you see a lot of times, you know, and I do this all the time, and I know we're believers, we're redeemed, we're, we're justified, we're all these, you know, Christian terms, we're, sanct- we're going through sanctification, we are not condemned any longer, right. but yet we still sin. Yep. So my it's just, I've always like struggled with this as a kid. And even now I struggle with this. Like why, you know, why can't it be perfect? 
<laughs> am I not safe? You know what? Shouldn't I be perfect now and all that stuff? And I think this is the the verse I always lean on. Yeah. There is a difference between sinning and then walking in sin. Yeah. Right. What What is it? What do you? I mean, do you think there's a difference? I mean, yeah, I wanna... for sure. I mean, it's one thing to sin. We all sin. We all battle with it. Romans seven. Right. We look at. We can look at people in history. We can look at Martin Luther. Um, you know, his battle with the devil, he's famous for that. And, um, and, you know, yelling in his room by himself at the devil and things like that. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> kind of crazy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's scary. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like, yeah, just, if you want to freak everybody out in, start, in your house, <laughs> just start doing what Martin Luther did and start yelling, start at yelling at when you're by yourself. Oh yeah, that would yeah, be great. It's terrifying. Um, you know, but we can, we can look at that, but there's a difference between I sinned and I repent and I want to seek God and I, and I want to seek his grace and his forgiveness. And I want to pursue holiness and righteousness. And I'm just going to live in sin mm-hmm. and I'm going to embrace that and then I'm going to call myself a Christian who's received grace. That's abuse of grace. Trampling of it. Yeah, that's the trampling of it. We need to be fighting. We need to be contending. Yeah. It's a, lot a battle, more. man. What are the dangers of, of walking in, in sin? Oh, well, come on, come to church on Sunday Ooh. or listen to Sunday's sermon. Are we, uh, did I just uh, unknowingly uh, promote the next sermon? You sure did. Yeah, we're going to see it. I think we did see it this last week too at the end of the sermon. You know, we talk, there's judgment for, for these heretics that these uh, false teachers and things that have infiltrated the church. Um, but yeah, it's, it's come on Sunday. You'll get some more, okay. you'll understand some more. So it's like, you know, like the end of a sporting, uh, like a talk show or something. Yeah. You say, hey, you want to know this answer? Yeah. Tune in after the commercial break. Exactly. Something like that. So in this situation. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger. So uh, ne- next week we're going to talk about, you know, the dangers of walking and sin yeah. and continuing to sin. Uh, you know, we're glad you're back. If, if you if we popped into your your podcast feed, thank you so much for for keeping us around. Uh, sorry that we haven't been like here. us, subscribe yeah, like to the us, channel, do all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. Leave us a positive review. But we appreciate you. Yeah, if we you appreciate have, if you. If you don't like the podcast, don't leave us a negative review. Just don't listen. <laughs> but uh, so if we, we always want to leave it open to questions as well. So if you ever have any questions and, and um, you know you want to hear me talk less or ask less (laughs) less questions uh i would love to hear your insight so you don't have to ask a question about this week i mean you could just be a general thing that you're struggling with or Uh, or the sermon on sunday you listen sermon on sunday if you're late shoot us an email yeah yeah shoot us an email so it's podcast at gfol.org so yeah send us a podcast that'd be our our question Uh, we'd love to put include you we include your name on the on the show too um so john i know you mentioned uh the gentleman, I, I, I Vodi Bakum, V O D D I E, I think, B A U C H A M. Okay. Any other resources you recommend? I mentioned like three or four there. Yeah, you so did I, think, in the middle. I think those are pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, we'll just leave it at those. Go back and check them out. Yeah. Uh, cool, John. So, what's the big idea this week? Oh, uh, the big idea is when the gospel is assailed, we must contend for the faith. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.